Welcome to the Full Minded with Elisabetta podcast, where my mission is to normalize the human experience. I believe there's power in authenticity and building a community immersed in it. I plan on bringing you on an in-depth and transparent journey of my life through solo episodes. I will also be interviewing a range of individuals who are willing to share their unique stories. On this podcast, we will dive into topics such as mental health, heartbreak, loss, change, trauma, self-love, and every other topic that makes up the human experience. While I do my very best to provide you insight and knowledge on these subject matters, this podcast is not a substitute for professional help. I am not a licensed therapist. I am simply a human sharing my experiences with the intent to help people feel less alone. If you are suffering, please consult with a licensed professional. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the episode. guys and welcome back to another episode of Full Minded with Elisabetta. I'm your host Elisabetta and happy fucking new year. It's been two months since I jumped on this mic to record and I kind of didn't even give you guys any notice that I was wrapping up season one. I mean I didn't even really realize I was wrapping up season one at the time. And then I kind of got to this point where I crashed mentally. I was starting to burn out and I was like I just need to take some time to not inspire like to just pour all that energy into me and so I stopped the podcast after the last episode of therapy explained by a therapist I'm like it's a strong ending we'll just leave it there and then I actually unplugged from social media for a couple weeks too and took some time off with posting if you guys follow my personal page on Instagram you know I post a lot of inspirational videos different perspective shifts things on mental health and just yeah once in a while it just gets to you It's just a lot. It's a lot of like engaging with other people and doing your best to inspire. And it's unrealistic to do it all the time. So I think it was really crucial and essential for me to take this break. And at the time, I didn't really know, you know, how long that was going to be. I even kind of debated jumping on today or waiting another month because I was like, should I take more time off? And I was kind of looking for a sign. And I was talking to one of my friends on the phone and I was giving them some relationship advice and they were like, I can hear your podcast voice coming out. I can't wait for season two. And I was just like, ah, okay. I feel like that's my sign that I need to jump on the mic. I feel like when you don't feel ready, you just got to jump. I feel like that is like some of the best advice that I've lived by in my life is just you're never going to feel 100% ready. And there's things that I want to achieve in season two. There's goals I have. Love to do another branding shoot um, and tweak some things. And I'm just like, I'm just going to dive in because I feel ready mentally. It's just I'm a perfectionist and I like things to be pristine and it's hard for me sometimes to just like lean into it and actually I debated between a few topics to discuss today because I'm like what's a good like welcome back and I think I'm gonna tap into some of the most incredible and valuable lessons I learned in 2023 like just an overall of what that year taught me about myself about life about other people I think that that could be such a good first episode for you guys to listen to and just kind of recap your year and like what you've learned as well so that's what we're gonna dive into today and I've made a rough list of things that I've learned and then I'm gonna expand on each one and it's gonna be amazing 
So I'm actually going to start with the even when you don't feel ready, just start. And that's not to say that you should dismiss how you're feeling mentally. You know, when I took that break off from season one, I think that's very different than what I'm speaking on right now. I think that the human brain will always instill fear in us before we take a risk, before we take a leap, before we start a business, before we start a new workout plan. And I think that you have to determine which voices, okay, you need rest. And this is just, you know, your brain trying to bully you out of this because of fear. And I'm big on that. Like I actually have a lot of fear before starting new things. And the first time I ever felt this, intensely that I almost didn't move forward with it, at least business-wise, was when I was about to launch Mindful Mode, which is my company for those that are new here. And it was a couple of years ago, I had thought of the idea of the brand for three months, worked on it religiously, like literally like just worked my other job full time, came home, worked on the business and then slept a bit, repeat. And then the night before I launched, everything was in place. I had my social media grid planned out. I had the sale launch, you know, all started the website, everything. And all of a sudden my brain was like, but you don't have a professional camera and these images are kind of trash. And then I spiraled, spiraled. Ask anybody who was very close to me. I almost did not launch my business because of that, because I was like, I literally don't have a professional camera. Like people aren't going to take this seriously. They're just going to be like, oh, she's just shooting with her iPhone. Like how lame. I don't know why. I felt like people would think that of me. Like, that's really bold. I don't think people care that much. People definitely don't care that much. And I'm literally celebrating my three-year anniversary with the company in February. I still don't have a fucking camera. (laughs) I'm still shooting off of mainly my phone. So I just feel like that speaks volumes for how my brain was just trying to bully me. And it's okay to just jump in two feet first, even if you're like, I have no idea what's happening, especially when owning a business. Like I'll be real with you. I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Like every day I just kind of wing it. Like you can go to school, you can have an education, but nothing prepares you for it than actually just like jumping in, you know, with both feet and just taking every day as it comes, taking every challenge as it comes and just learning as you go and being humble about it. Like, you know, I often joke about that. I'm like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm doing a good job, but I have no idea what I'm doing. I really don't because school only prepared me for this a little bit. I studied fashion business. That's what I have a degree in. And I'm like trying to actually think right now what I've derived from my education that I've used. Oh my God. (laughs) Honestly, not a lot. (laughs) Not a lot. Yeah, honestly, like it was cool to have the education and have that under your belt. But like so much of it is just like live experiences. And, you know, like even with hiring people now that I have a team, like it's just different to work with different personalities and manage them and know if you're being a good boss, mentor, how, you know, you're keeping that line between professional and business and making sure those two don't cross is is challenging in itself because I am such an open and authentic person. But there has to be those boundaries with your employees, I believe, at least for me. I, like they can't be my best friends, you know, they have to be my employees. I can care about them and still, you know, they can lean on me if they need support, but they can't. I wouldn't just call them and be like, guys, guess who I'm dating? Guess what? Like, like I just want to do that. And that's taken years to get to because, you know, at the beginning, you know, friends and family were helping me out. And one of my biggest lessons in business is to not hire friends or family. That's my advice. I'm going to do a whole episode on business because I could like 
probably record a three-hour podcast on just business because and everything that I've learned I'm going to do that so stay tuned season two will have that episode in it because that's something that I'm really passionate about and I feel like if you're just starting out and you're like I have no idea what the fuck at least tell you what I would recommend and certain things and then I can open a question poll okay it's gonna be a good time I'm excited for that episode but back on track same thing when it came to the podcast when I was about to launch it I fucking freaked out and I was like I can't do I'm not even like doing video yet like I know a lot of people who are in podcasting they have videos Um, and it's just easier for those kind of clips to be recognized on social media and even go viral because, you know, obviously people are engaged with your expression and seeing your face is very, it's very different than just the audio. And that was something I really was criticizing myself on was that I didn't have video and look at us rolling into season two, still no video. (laughs) The goal is by season three, actually to have video. I think that would be so cool, especially with guests. Oh my God, that'd be fun. But I really wanted to just start. And one of my friends at the time was like, honestly, people like to see you evolve. They like to see the process. They don't want to see you drop this fully perfect podcast that has everything in the world and then not really expand. Like, just start where you're at. And I thought that was some very powerful advice because I was like, you know what? True. It's okay to have to start in it, not be perfect. That's okay. Actually, that's a beautiful segue to my next one, which is trusting everything will work out. And then it actually does. So this is a very, very powerful one. So I used to be the most negative fucking person in the world. And I had a challenging childhood, to say the least, and a challenging life. And I think just a lot of fucked up shit happened to me, to put it, you know, blank. I feel like because of that, I just always you know, assumed position of the victim mentality, the victim mindset, the victim role, anything victim. It was me, bitch. And I would always be like, oh, woe is me. This happened to me. I'm like this because this, I'm a raging alcoholic because of this. Past tense, I'm sober two years. But yeah, I just always blamed everything on everyone else. And obviously, you know, our mental health is not our fault. You know, it's not our fault that we have certain disorders or that we come out the womb like dysregulated or we had a terrible childhood or PTSD from relationships. But it is our responsibility to take ownership of that and then become the best version of ourselves. And it wasn't until I think it was like 2019 that I was like, oh my God, I feel like it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, maybe the universe isn't out to get me. Maybe it's just equipping me to be like the Hulk (laughs) emotionally. Like maybe everything isn't a fucking attack. (laughs) Who thought? Like, I literally remember coming home and I was living with my friends at the time. And I was like, guys, I just had this epiphany, revelation, whatever the fuck you call it. And they were like, tell us. And I was like, I don't think I'm being attacked. (laughs) Sounds so funny to say now, but I really did think like the universe, whatever is, you know, in control of this world was like, fuck this chick. We're going to give her everything bad ever and just laugh about it. Like I thought my life was a joke. Genuinely, that perspective shift of realizing that like I wasn't that important to be targeted by the universe was pretty fucking powerful because I then flipped my perspective to thinking, whoa, is me. This is another thing against me to ooh this is a challenge and I'm going to pass it. I'm going to see all the things that I can derive from this lesson and be the best fucking version of myself I can be. I'm going to take this pain and I'm going to turn it into power. Like I flipped it. I took my power back and it was the coolest thing ever. And anyone who knows me then and now can definitely speak on 
the 180 difference that it made in my life. Like I was always just like upset and everything was against me. And when relationships would end, I'd be like, they abandoned me. They were shit. I would split on it. Like I would just not be able to have any positive outlook on it. And now it's not to say that I don't take L's, but I don't view it as a loss. I don't, when relationships end or I choose to end them, however it works, I'm just like, this is the best thing for me because if it was meant to be, it would be, and I would feel at peace and I don't feel at peace. And peace is what we're chasing. Not happiness, peace. You know, I feel like happiness is a result of feeling peace, but I feel like sometimes when you chase happiness, you're discouraged when you have any other emotion, but the human experience is a multitude of emotions. It's not just happiness, but I think when you chase, you know, something like peace, you can accept the range of emotions that comes with being a human, you know, and you're not like, oh fuck, my goal was to be happy and now I'm sad today. <laughs> like I'm not achieving my goal. I feel like it relieves a lot of pressure. If you don't do that yet, you should, you should try it. It's awesome. And then let me know how you feel in a couple months. <laughs> But yeah, honestly, I feel like that perspective shift is a game changer because I don't even look at things anymore as abandonment. Like if a friend or a relationship left my life, I would be like, oh my God, I wish you the best. Like, thank you for everything. Like I understand now that not every relationship is forever. Like for some reason, shout out Disney, I thought life was supposed to be a fucking fairy tale. I thought it was supposed to be easy. I thought you were just supposed to meet your person and they just like knew everything you wanted and knew exactly how to treat you. And that's not the case, you know? So that perspective shift has significantly changed my life. And yeah, I hope that hearing this inspires other people to, to maybe switch their mentality over. So the next one, this is actually, I have a list in front of me and there wasn't any particular order, but I'm kind of going in the flow of what makes sense to say next. And the next one being letting go of relationships that no longer align with you is actually a power move and not something you should be ashamed of. Okay. As a recovering people pleaser, <laughs> this was very difficult for me to understand. I thought as long as people were good people, quote unquote, there should be absolutely no reason that I don't have them in my life. A moment of silence for the past version of myself. <laughs> Whoa. It is actually such an incredible form of self-love and self-loyalty to reflect on your life, reflect on your current relationships and say, this is no longer aligned with me. It is okay to outgrow friendships, romantic relationships, relationships with family. I know there's a big debate on blood and water, but like, bro, family is what you make it. If your family is toxic and you feel you've outgrown relationships with them, cut the ties. I'm not going to judge you. I'll give you a fucking high five. Honestly, like that's a very brave thing to do. And I think it's a hard thing to do because one, nobody in the world talks about it. I don't know why we don't talk about the important shit, but it's, it's essential. It's essential for growing. I heard this really cool audio. Ooh, I wonder if I could find it and play it real quick. Hold on. I'm going to try and find it. Okay. That took a lot of scrolling, but I found it and it's beautiful. Here it is. clearly when I say this. There are people who come in your life sometimes to be there for a season. They weren't meant to be there always. Sometimes we find ourselves hooked up with people that we think are there for a lifetime, but they were only supposed to be there for a season. There are people who come in your life like boosters for a rocket. If you ever watch a rocket go into space, the boosters fall off when it reaches a certain altitude. 
Some people are not equipped to handle the altitudes that you're going to. So don't be afraid when they fall off. They're not bad people. They just couldn't go where you're going. Okay. <laughs> that audio gets me every time. I like can't handle it. It's so beautiful and it's so true and it just explains it better than I ever could try. Shout out Tyler Perry. That's who it was. Yeah, I feel like doesn't that just explain it absolutely incredibly? Like not everyone is supposed to come on your journey and there's a reason for that. And by honoring, you know, your feelings and what feels right to you, it's the biggest form of self-loyalty, self-trust, self-respect. If you are somebody who's trying to break free from people-pleasing, this is a very good thing for you to do and for you to stay in tune with. And like, at the end of the day, you're the only person guaranteed with you every single day of your life. That's like not your family, not your friends. Like, it's just, you gotta look after you. You gotta prioritize you. Everyone else is doing the same thing. You know, if you're not doing that, who else is going to look after you like that, you know? That leads me to my next one, which is trust the gut feeling you have when you're with someone and it feels off. And this doesn't need to be romantic. It can be friends. It can be family. But there is an uneasy feeling that you feel when you're with someone. And not just talking like general social anxiety, because like that's a thing. You feel it deep in your core. You're like, something is off. Something doesn't feel right. You know, pay attention to how you feel after you hang out with them, after you text them, after you get off the phone with them, when they text you. That's a big one too, actually. You'll be enjoying your day. And if you get a text from someone and you're like, that is probably, you know, one of the signs that it may be time to walk away. And if you're more interested in this topic, I would urge you to listen to my episode called Signs It's Time to Walk Away or Signs It May Be Time to Walk Away. And I talk solely just on that, on different signs you can look for to leave any type of relationship. So you may really like that one if you're interested in this topic. Another very valuable lesson that I learned recently, which is wild, but the relationships you have in your life are supposed to support and calm your nervous system, not disrupt it. What the fuck? I feel like that is an obvious one to some and other people may be like, that's a good point. <laughs> I feel like that, yeah, wherever you are in your healing journey, that's going to hit different. For me saying it now, I'm like, girl, of course, duh, the fuck? And I say that with love. I'm not actually shaming myself. I just, that's just how I cope sometimes. But yeah, I think being raised in a home that was on fire metaphorically, you kind of view that the rest of the world is on fire too. And you don't really ever learn how to, I guess, have healthy relationships. You don't really know that from the jump. That's something that you got to dive deep into with therapy and, you know, self-love exercises and things like that. But when that is your gauge on like love and respect and, you know, your parents are treating you a certain way, your caretakers are, are treating you a certain way, your family, you go out into the world and you look for that because that feels like love. So for me, I had nonstop chaotic relationships, friendships, and romantic, because I was like, anything else felt fucking boring. It felt foreign, and it felt boring. And I was like, what is this? Even one of my most recent relationships, it was a very healthy one compared to all the other ones. Now reflecting on it, there were some things that I'm like, yikes. 
But at the time I was like, this is the healthiest, which is something we're celebrating, but it's nice to heal from it, reflect and be like, yeah, we could have improved a few things for sure. But yeah, it's really, really fascinating to me that that is just how your brain is wired when you suffer severe abuse, especially in your early development years. It takes a lot of work to rewire your brain into believing that safety and calmness is actually good for you and not boring as fuck. Like that was my biggest struggle in anything healthy is I'm just like, I'm literally bored. Like push me. I can't handle this. And like dead ass, like that was my mentality. And I know it was wrong because I've learned that it's wrong, but that's what feels right to my body. That's what feels right to my mind. Like that's such a fucked up and difficult thing to break free from. But yeah, this is your very firm reminder from me that if the relationships in your life do not help calm and support your nervous system, you do not need to have them. I don't care who they are. There's like no one you could call in or email in and be like, I think this person should stay in my life because they're this to me. If they disrupt your nervous system, they shouldn't be there. Like truly, or there should be boundaries in place where you don't see them often, you know? It's just not supposed to be like that turns out. <laughs> and I thought it was, but, um, that's a big one for me. That's, that's been probably one of my favorite ones I'd say from this year. Another really heartbreaking lesson that I've learned in 2023 and kind of like the end of 2022, it was kind of wrapping up is that people can only love you to the extent that they love themselves. They can only be as vulnerable with you as they can be vulnerable with themselves they can only show you as much respect as they can respect themselves. And I will be honest, a lot of people don't love themselves and cannot be honest with themselves. So I feel like we have all these hurt people running around trying to love one another when we can't love ourselves first and it just doesn't work. And then we all get offended and heartbroken over the fact that, you know, we own that and we say, we're not worthy of love. Why can't my friend treat me the way I'm asking to be treated? You know, why can't my partner just do the things that I need? They can't show up for you in the ways that they are unable to show up for themselves first. Like that is just one of the hardest facts. It's, it's really, really difficult. I think it's easier to absorb it and be like, of course that makes sense. But then once you're in the situation, you're in the friendship, you're in the romantic relationship and you really want them, you really want it to work. You've got hella history and you don't want to start over. I get it. But like, yeah, that's a tough one. It like hurts my feelings saying it, but that's a big one I've learned this year with friendships is wanting people to show up for me in ways that they just simply can't and realizing, okay, it's time to stop pouring all of my energy into them because imagine the amazing things that will happen when you start retracting energy from people that are not matching it and you pour it into yourself and other people that actually can match it. I think sick ass shit's going to happen. It's going to be beautiful. Try it. Oh my God, this one's good too. This one I just like learned the other day. People pleasing is actually a form of emotional availability too. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, but I've just never really thought about it that deep. Like in this perspective, sometimes I just read new perspectives from people and I'm like, holy fuck, that's so true. 
But yeah, by people pleasing, you're not actually being your authentic self and you're not really giving anybody an opportunity to know the real you and to love the real you. And another thing too, I found, you know, this is, I'm speaking from being a people pleaser in past. I'm not anymore at all. I feel like I've reverted to the opposite side. I don't care if I offend people as long as my boundaries are intact. Like I try to say things respectfully, but like people are just gonna, they're going to perceive things in the way that they're going to perceive things. But I feel like when you are not being your authentic self or even respecting yourself, people are going to recognize that. And I I feel, I'm going to be honest with you guys, when people don't respect themselves and they don't have boundaries, I struggle to respect them as well at least maybe as much as I'd like to, because they're not teaching you to respect them. And it's, and I'm not somebody who just gives out respect to people. I've never been one to like respect parents because they're parents, respect elders because they're old. Like that to me, that's a very strange concept. Like I will respect people who give respect to me and respect themselves. And I feel like it's essential to teach people how to treat you it is essential to teach people how to treat you, especially in new relationships and by setting those boundaries. So, you know, if you have somebody that's like showing up three hours late to your hangout, just being like, I absolutely can't, like, I can't do this. I have a jam packed schedule. Please don't do that again. Or else I won't be able to, to like accommodate you in my schedule. Like, it's just so important to check people for those behaviors and for the things that you don't want to accept. Like you get to accept and not accept anything you fucking want. It's your life. And I think a lot of people need to hear that, especially starting off the new year. Like it is your life, guys. You can accept and not accept whatever you want. And for me, I've just, I've raised the bar on people having access to me that do not bring value to my life and that do not bring value into their own life. Like if you are somebody that's constantly berating yourself and talking down on yourself, like that's just not... I can empathize with that, but it's not where I'm at anymore. And it's not the energy I want to be around. Like I will be the first person to hype you up every day, all day, but like, I can only do that for so long if you're not willing to put in the work yourself. And if you don't respect yourself, you're teaching everybody around you that you're not really respect worthy. Do you know what I mean? I feel like sometimes that can come off harsh, but I mean it with love. And it's just been quite the journey of, you know, losing friends, losing relationships, and just really like honing in on the energy I want to be surrounded by because you are the five closest people that you surround yourself with. They've even done studies to prove that like you will make in the ballpark a similar amount yearly as the five closest people you choose to spend your time with. That's intense. That's powerful. It's because words have power. Energy has power. When you are consuming, it's the same with what you consume too on social media, on, you know, TV shows. If it's a lot of gossip and stuff like that, of course, it's going to be like amplified into your everyday life. If it's motivation, if it's podcast, education, you're going to be more inspired and you're going to become a magnet as to what you attract. And I think that's so important too, to recognize that what you're consuming, the words you speak to yourself, have a huge impact on the people that are magnetic to and the people that will be drawn to you. I think that's huge. And I actually was recently listening to this podcast episode. It was like just a clip on Instagram though. So I can't remember the podcast to give it credit, but basically he was saying that he went out with two of his female friends. One was very healed and one was not. And the one that was not healed got approached 
a lot more at the bar. And he was kind of dissecting it because he was like, I think that's so interesting. You know, they're beautiful. They're outgoing. They're friendly. We were all having a good time. But the one person that had done the work and was healed didn't get addressed, didn't get talked to far as much as the other one. And I think that's so interesting. And I believe it speaks volumes on the type of people you attract. If you're at a bar and all these men are flocking to you, they can probably sense the fact that you may feel broken, may feel insecure, may feel easily manipulated. I think that that's really powerful. And it's interesting looking in my own life. I mean, I don't go to bars anymore in general, so it's hard to give an exact. But back in the day, yeah, the people that I attracted are far different than the people that I am attracting now because I'm not even tolerating some dumbass shit that I used to. I used to be like, oh, wow, you're inappropriate. Whatever. Let's just dance. Now I'm just like, ew, what? Don't... Do not speak to me at all. So I think it's really powerful to recognize the energy that you're putting off and, you know, just recognize your own part in playing in the suffering role that you have. Like, I think a lot of times it's unfortunately the behaviors we tolerate that are the reason why we stay in the victim role and the suffering role is we are tolerating these toxic behaviors by people because we have a right to say no. We have a right to leave the relationship. We have that ability and we owe it to ourselves to walk away when things no longer align with us and they no longer serve us. I love that one. That's just so powerful. It's such a powerful message, I feel like, to just put out into the world and even to just claim at this point in my life. If you guys knew me back then, the amount of shit I accepted and abused and just tolerated because I was like, well, I've known them for 10 years. Someone could have better intentions for you in literally two minutes than somebody you've known for a decade. Like, that doesn't matter. It matters if it still aligns, if it still makes sense, you know? Ooh, another piece of powerful advice, you know, touching on this last topic is if you're wondering if someone is good for you, ask yourself, would I be okay being more like this person? And you will have your answer. How dope is that? That quote is by Corey Allen. He's amazing. He posts a lot on Instagram. I follow him. Most of my quotes that I share on my stories are from him. He is just fabulous. I love his perspective. I love his mind. And that was a really big one for me because that was always something I struggled with. I'm like, okay, well, when's enough? Like, how do I know if this person is good for me or not? Like, how do I know how much I can take? But I just think asking yourself that question is so fucking powerful because it quickly eliminated some people from my life. Just that simple question. So ask yourself that question and please message me how you feel about it. And like, tell me what's going on in your mind, how you feel about the relationships. Like I, I want to know, like always feel you guys can DM me. I love reading them when I have the time and responding to as many as I possibly can. If you DM me on my podcast, Instagram, you'll have a better chance of reaching me just because my personal one sometimes gets flooded or the messages get hidden. But please DM me what you feel about that, because I feel like I want to have more conversations about it. I think it's so fucking powerful. The other very, very valuable lesson I learned this year was that I'm allowed to take up space in the world. Who knew? Not me for most of my life. So growing up in the environment that I did, I did feel like I was in the way all the time, kind of unwelcome. And I just kind of like shrank myself, shrunk myself. Anyway, 
I made myself smaller so that other people would be triggered. And then I continually did that in adulthood. And I would, you know, people were like, oh, you're loud. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be more quiet. Or, oh, you're this, or you should, you don't talk so much. I'd be like, okay, I'll stop talking. Like I would just shrink myself to these people around me and it felt wrong, but I didn't really know how to identify that. And I didn't really know what that was even called. Now, fuck, I take up so much space and I'm not apologetic for it. Like I will post a bunch of videos on my Instagram to inspire a week. I don't give a fuck. If it's too much, that's okay. You can unfollow me. I started a podcast where I just talk about my own human experience. Is it going to be for everyone? Not at all. But the people who love it, I'm sure they, they fuck with it and they want to come back for more. And that's okay. Like, I feel like you don't need to please everyone. Not everyone is your cup of tea and you're not everyone's. Like, I'm not offended by that anymore. I just needed to find my people, find my jive, find what I feel I'm best at and comfortable doing. But it is absolutely okay for you to take up space in this world. And if anyone tries to tell you otherwise or to shrink you, to fit into their group, find a different group. I promise they will be better. It will be awesome. And I think sometimes it's hard just, you know, in that kind of stream of conversation to let go of things because we fear what is to come, right? That's like, we're all afraid of what's to come even without making those hard, challenging calls. But you do not understand the magnitude of the doors that will fly open when you close ones that are no longer serving you. Like doors you can't even imagine. Not just will you meet a different friend or a better friend suited for you. You could meet five. Like you just, there's just no telling what can be on the other side. But that trust in yourself and that mindset of I'm not going to lose, I'm going to win. I think that is really powerful to bring with you when you are afraid to make those jumps. I think that's, that's huge. Okay. That was my second last one. My last one. Okay. Solo travel was the scariest, but most freeing thing that I've ever done for myself. So as most of you know, if you've been following along for a bit, I took myself to Asia for seven weeks by myself. I have never done a solo trip. I've like gone out to eat at a restaurant before by myself. That's about the extent of it. Like I had never, and even then I was sometimes like, this is cringy, but it's not. I actually love doing things by myself now, but it does feel weird at first. And I'm somebody who grew up needing to have like back to back to back to back to back plans. Like I remember my friends would cross each other in passing, like their vehicles would drive by each other, just like from one person dropping me off, the next person coming to pick me up. Like I hated being alone, guys. I hated it. I feel like I would slip into insanity because I would just sit there and like think of all the things wrong with myself or just like lose my mind. Like it was also before therapy, before I had any healthy coping mechanisms, but I just didn't like spending time with myself. I remember when I first moved in with a roommate and we did everything together. We were best friends. And one night she was like, I'm just going to watch a movie by myself. And I was like, uh, I guess like, shouldn't I join you though? Like what? Why would you want to watch by yourself? That seems pretty fucking dark, bro. And she's like, no, I just like doing things by myself. Like it's like good for me. I'm like, what? It feels like abandonment. I'm going to ask one more time that I can join you for the film. And she was like, no, I just like want to hang out by myself. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I remember just sitting on my bed, like so uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, well, I'm feeling very rejected. Like I just didn't understand the concept. I grew up in a very busy home with like six of us. 
And like, you didn't really get alone time. Like what a privilege that was to have it. Like I just didn't understand. And for years I avoided it. And now it's like my favorite thing ever. Like it's actually, um, New Year's Eve today. And I don't think I'll be seeing another human being today just cause it's just how the plans worked. Like I'm just, I'm not hanging out with anyone today and I'm actually really looking forward to it. I have come a long way from needing back to back to plans to just being happy with my own company. Like I'm probably going to go buy myself a bouquet of flowers cause it's been a minute since I've had flowers and I'm probably going to make myself like a damn good feast and probably watch like a cool movie or something, rent a movie. I don't know. Like the possibilities are endless. Definitely going to go on a bike ride today. Um, go to the gym or go for a walk, something to move my body. But like, how much fun is that? Like, <laughs> actually, if you're in that stage where you still like to hang out with a lot of people and you struggle being alone, that's going to sound like hell. But for the introverts or the people that really love, you know, doing things alone, that's going to sound like the most perfect New Year's Eve of all time. So that is wild. Just, you know, looking back on where I've come from and where I'm at today. And I will say that my solo trip to Asia, back to that, <laughs> it is what helped me feel confident in doing things alone. So I went there, one of my friends, she lives in Hanoi. She teaches over there. She's been there for three years. I was doing a catch-up call with her like this time last year. And I was like, I feel like I just need to go on a big trip. You know, I had like left the relationship I was in. I had left a friendship of 15 years. I was just like, holy fuck. I feel like I should go like do something like meditate or do something kind of drastic with my life. Cause I feel like I'm just evolving. And she was like, my God, you should come to Asia. You should come to Vietnam. And I was like, that sounds fucking sick. So I went, I stayed with her for a week and then I kind of went off on my own and did my own thing for the remainder of the, of my trip. And I did Vietnam. I think I did like eight cities in Vietnam. And then I went to Thailand just on a whim. I wasn't even planning to go to other places, but this just worked out. And then I ended up finishing my trip in South Korea. If you want to know more about this topic, check out my episode, The Trip That Changed My Life, because it seriously did change my life. And I remember leaving and crying because I was like, I am like not the same bitch that showed up to Asia seven weeks ago. Like not even in the slightest. It put me in so many uncomfortable social settings where people are just like looking at you because you look fucking different. You're like the only North American person in a 10 kilometer radius. And you're just like, hi, you don't speak the language. It's there's, it's like a complete culture shock. Like the way they live, it's actually arguably much better than North American and Western culture, in my opinion. But it was just like the most freeing, cathartic, healing experience. Like I remember being so lonely, like on one of my trips, I think I was in Ho Chi Minh City. It was like the busiest city ever. And I was like, fuck, I feel really, really, really lonely. And I sat with that feeling. And I was like, how do I learn to love this? And I taught myself how to love it and taught myself that it's okay to feel like lonely sometimes. Like I think in our society, we have so many distractions. We have so many different things that release dopamine at all times. Like I can be watching a show and like scrolling social media and like listening to a podcast quietly. Like there's just so many things we can be doing at once that I think sometimes when we feel lonely or bored, it feels 
terrifying because we're like, what is this feeling that we never really ever feel? But I think that is like some of the most incredible moments for creativity to be born and new ideas and a new form of self-love or understanding the depths of our minds and how we function and what we need. Like I was able to dissect why I started getting into the relationships I did, like all of them. Like I just sat there one night in a hotel and was like, oh my God, I had like so many epiphanies just being like, this happened because holy shit, it was like I was piecing together my own life because I finally had isolation and silence and I could make sense of it. And that is such a beautiful thing when you stop fearing your own mind and you're in a good place and a healthy balance with yourself. It was groundbreaking. I was like, I have never thought about it from this perspective. And then what was cool is like right after that breakthrough, I ended up going to Bangkok randomly. I was going to do like a visa run and the people I had met in Ho Chi Minh were like, you should go here. You'd probably love it. And I was like, okay. And then they sent me the info for the hotel to stay at. And if you've listened to that episode already, you know that when I landed in Bangkok, I randomly met this guy, super chill, and we became homies. And then we literally met two other guys at my hotel. And then I kind of merged them all. We became like family. And then we traveled for two weeks in Thailand together. And it was such a beautiful experience to like meet these men and just become really close friends with them and have them kind of looking out for me to have my back. They're like my brothers and we still keep in contact and I love that. But I felt like it was almost like the universe was like, here's your reward for just sitting tight there and not trying to suppress whatever you were feeling. Now you get this cool ass two week trip with these awesome dudes, like who are now your fam. So that was really cool and really amazing. And I think with solo traveling, it's just an opportunity to be like the most authentic version of you. Like I often say, like, I love the Asia version of myself. I love the Asia version of Liz because she was so carefree. And I know it's easier to be that when you're on vacation, you don't have the work per se that you need to do when you're here, but it's just, you kind of have the ability to be, yeah, the most authentic version of yourself and just by making these connections with people that you're traveling with, you still have the benefit of being like, oh, this doesn't serve me. I'm going to head out. Or like whenever I was done meeting anyone or mingling with anyone, I could just walk away. I could just go to bed. I could just leave the part. Like it didn't matter. And I really liked that aspect of being alone. Usually when there's somebody else there, you kind of got to, you know, if they want to stay, you're kind of sacrificing. Okay, I guess I'll stay even though I don't want to. So that was really cool for me was just being able to listen to my inner dialogue and my gut feelings and if I didn't get a vibe from someone that I liked, I'd be like, okay, see ya. Like, <laughs> I don't owe you anything. We're in Asia. I don't even know you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, that was really, really special for me. And it also really helped me rebuild trust in myself because when you date enough people that aren't good, <laughs> you really lose trust in yourself. That's like a real thing. Like, I had all these relationships end and I look back and be like, why the fuck did I date them? That's so silly. But obviously they were lessons and I had to and that's okay. But it does make you doubt yourself and your judgment. So I think it was so important for me to just in the moment be like, this is what I want to do. And I would tell myself I wasn't allowed to second guess it no matter what. Like, okay, I'm flying to Bangkok tomorrow. Not second guessing it. So what time are we going on the flight? Not the next day, not that day, that the, the day I had set in my mind. 
I think that was really big because I had always been used to being around so many people. I think sometimes I would default to letting other people plan it because I don't really like to plan. It really overwhelms me. I'm like, what do you mean I have to know what my day is going to look like the next day? Like with business, it's different to have an idea, but like you can't really plan life. I, I don't think. And I think it's even harder when you plan trips. It like takes the fun away. In my opinion, I like to have an idea of maybe what we'll do, but like you don't know how you're going to wake up and feel or what the weather's going to be like or what the vibe's like. Like, I don't know. So I didn't plan at all. I just kind of planned like the moment in the moment of the next day vibe. I didn't. And even then I like booked a hotel in Bangkok and like, I didn't have anything planned for when I was in Bangkok. I was just like, I guess we'll see what fucking happens. And then I made friends with the guy at the airport and then the rest was awesome. And it was just amazing. And we did like four different places in Thailand. So cool. So I think that's just powerful to remember too, that your solitude is just, it's an honor to be hanging out with you. And it's a really cool way to reflect on your life, reflect on your relationships and to have no distractions and to just, you know, check in with yourself and make sure that you are living authentically for you and that you know, all these relationships and the energies you're surrounding yourself with, the things you're consuming are aligning with that. And they're aligning with the person that you strive to be. I think that's really important. This was really fun, guys. It was a bit daunting getting back on the mic and being like, what am I going to fucking talk about? Like, I feel like there's a lot of cool topics I've got in store for you guys in 2024. Like, I cannot wait. Got some guests lined up, got some cool topics for just doing solo, but... I really didn't know what I was going to talk about today until like a few minutes before, but it feels good. It feels like I'm doing what I'm meant to do in my life. It feels aligned. And I hope this helps inspire anyone and everyone who listens to it. And of course, if you guys have any questions, shoot me a DM. Of course, my DMs are always open for you guys. Or if you just need to vent or need some guidance, happy to help in any way. And I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my soul for the support this year of me starting the podcast. Like I launched it in April this year. It's a baby. It's brand new. And it's just been such a cool journey. And I've learned a lot about myself and you guys. And it's just been really, really incredible and a cathartic outlet for me much better than my previous choices for releasing stress and tension. Woo. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful New Year's and I'm so, so excited to share with you what's in store for season two. Take care, guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I loved having you. If you wish to support this podcast, please follow us so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on social media at Full Minded Podcast. Please visit our website at www.fullmindedpodcast.com to submit all your questions. If you wish to be a guest on this podcast, please fill out the form on our website to apply. Your continued support means the world, so thank you again for taking the time out of your day to tune into Full Minded with Elisabetta. Until next time, be kind to yourselves and remember that there is power in owning our imperfect and messy lives. It's all a part of the human experience and you're not alone in it.